Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Football Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcane, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. It is a, uh, a little bit of a different edition of WEEI Football Sunday today. Uh, no Arcane, it is Gresh and Cadlick who are going to shepherd you to 1 o'clock today. And uh, the New England Patriots will not be playing until 8 p.m. The Patriots are the Sunday night game. And uh, I know there was a lot of talk, uh, Cadlick, about, hey, could this be moved? Could that be moved or whatever? And uh, this has been a weird weekend. And I know we've already uh, got three games in the books. But I think because this game is, I do believe, Cadlick, only on NFL Network, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know if this game ever really could have been flexed no, like I, it was a week ago. I think it's pretty stuck, and uh, it just goes to show. Not only is the, the Christmas night game, is you, I mean, you know, it gets some viewership, but or Christmas Eve night, rather. But, you know, you're probably 15 glasses of eggnog in, you're all full, and you're probably falling asleep, and you throw the game on. But I don't even know if this is going to be the one that people do that to. I think they're just going to be watching, like, Elf or something, because Pat's Broncos, I don't know if that's how you want to finish your Christmas Eve. Well, I know that for the uh, folks on the Broncos side, they've got a lot to uh, be interested in. There's a lot to play for That's there. true. They got something there. Con- considering the way that uh, AFC playoff picture is sort of setting up, and, you know, you hate to say this, but for New England, there's very much, uh, well, Nothing. we're punching, punching <laughs> the clock and just getting to the end of the regular season here. Yeah, we're into mock draft season already, so. Uh, well, very much so, and I'm sure that'll be among the things that uh, – you know, we might uh, sort of talk about today. This will be, I, I think, in part, almost like a, a year in review show as much as it will be getting ready for uh, today's game. And we're coming to you from the uh, Best Yet Brand Football Center. Uh, we've got uh, Fitzy will be uh, joining us at 1025. Andy Hart will be aboard at uh, 1125. Tom Curran still scheduled to join us at 11. Christian Fourier noon. There is no Six Rings postgame show for obvious reasons after the game. So Fitzy and Hart are going to uh, jump in and join us in the pregame. And I know we've got our Catches Law injury report to do formally a little bit later, uh, Cadlick, but no Connor McDermott, no Juju Smith Schuster, no Hunter Henry off the rip 
let alone whomever else might be down today. Yeah, it's uh, the injury bug has really hit the Patriots this season. I mean, you talk about even early on with Gonzalez and Judon in the same week, and now you got Henry and Juju and Peppers, who's probably been their best player all season, is now out with a hamstring injury. Um, they've rotated a tackle the last couple weeks with Trent Brown because he's banged up and they've used Connor McDermott in that spot. Now McDermott's out with the concussion, like you mentioned. So now if they do do the rotation, you're going to have some, uh, one of your favorite guys, Vidarian Lowe in there, uh, every other series, if that's the case. So, uh, yeah, the, the injury bugs hit them hard. Uh, Hunter Henry had played every single game since signing his his mega deal with the Patriots a couple seasons ago, which was shocking because he was kind of uh, injury prone out there in L.A., but he stayed healthy for a while, obviously got the hospital ball from Zappi last week, so his knees banged up. He's out. No juju. We knew he was an injury guy anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the hospital Patriots this uh, tonight in Denver for sure. Yeah, and I don't know how the, the Patriots get the tight ends involved other than using them as uh, blockers and maybe some... Which is not Gesicki's uh, no, <laughs> thing for, not by any all. means. Yeah, how much can Pharaoh Brown really give right. this team and this organization? Well, we might end up finding out today because he might be the guy that has to get it done in the uh, in the run game. And I, I, I'll tell you this, Cadillac, I can't remember if there has been a, a even a play this year. Maybe there was one around the goal line where they've gone with six offensive linemen. No. It, feels, it feels like philosophically it might be something that Bill O'Brien is against, but in all honesty, I wonder if today is the day where you end up having to put a 6-0 lineman in there just because you don't have anybody else at tight end that can contribute right. in blocking other than Brown. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Farrow can effectively be a 6 offensive lineman if you use him that way. I mean, the Broncos have the worst run defense in the NFL. I think they give up like hundred and almost 160 yards a game on the ground. So you bring up Kevin Harris last week. Uh, you sign him to the active roster this week, so um, you have obviously Zeke and him as sort of a one-two punch there. You'd rather it be Ramondre and Zeke uh, for obvious reasons, but um, if you're right, if they can get that going, then that's sort of going to be, you know, as we as we said before the show, a key to the game is uh, is that run game uh, because again, the, the Broncos are so so poor against the run. So if you do down at the goal line, especially to maybe try and punch one in, you you bring in Farrell Brown to be that sixth offensive lineman, you might be cooking with something there. Yeah, I I, I don't know why Bill O'Brien hasn't gone to it. It feels like it uh, almost feels like it, it, his whole offensive philosophy for for so long was this, um, it, like an older an older I guess um NFL offense, and then he sort of mixed in this Alabama fi Alabamaification, if you will, when he went to college for that long, and now it's like. Spread them out, even if you're on the goal line, even if you're in fourth and one, you still end up in the freaking shotgun, and you never just ground and pound it like you used to. So maybe that, maybe that's where they go today. I would, uh, I'd like to see that because Zeke Elliott is one of the uh, remaining guys. We know that Ramondre is uh, done for a period of time, and have they, have, they, have they officially ruled Ramondre out for the year? Can no, they haven't. I missed it. Okay, technically still- no, but he sh- he won't come back. There's no way. Ah. I'm with you, and nor should he. And uh, and look, Zeke's done a nice job. And, you know, Zeke's one of those guys today with a little something to play for. Given that we don't know the uh, who's going to be running the organization next year, I'm not saying the Patriots are closing the door on the guy because for me, Cadillac, he's been – uh, Zeke has been way better than expected. Yep. I was worried about, you know, some of the attitude stuff, but Hey, maybe I should be the number one back. That has not been a problem whatsoever. So if you're Zeke, you put a couple of, uh, you know, a couple more good games on tape here, and he's going to be able to join a group of running backs that look like they're going to hit the market in the off season. Yep. 
all out there searching for money, and uh, they didn't pay Zeke a ton here this year. If you give him a little bit of raise to kind of keep around for another year, I would not hate that. No, I'm with you. And you look at and we talk about, like you mentioned, how they're uh, we don't know who's going to be running the franchise next season. And you talk about the reasons why we got here and why they're three and eleven and poor front office, poor drafting, poor, poor free agent signings. Ezekiel Elliott was actually a very good one this offseason. Cheap deal, one year. Um, has really taken the or took the load off from Andre for for a while until he got hurt, and now even as the lead back, he's been great. And you mentioned you know the attitude and not not being the number one guy. He sort of got uh, got that last season in Dallas behind Tony Pollard, and he sort of I mean he clearly took it in stride. He he knew what his role was. He knew he was getting older and couldn't couldn't be the bell cow anymore. And he kind of obviously took that into his free agency this year. He waited a while, tried to find the right spot, and even though they're not winning, even though they're you know three and eleven like they are, he's been you know like you mentioned a consummate pro and someone who uh, I agree. If you give him a little bit more of a bump than he did this season, even if it's a one year, maybe a two year deal to guarantee some more cash there, uh, he should be a candidate to be re-signed by this team because I think he does fit well uh, in this system, in this offense, and kind of where they want to go behind Ramondre. I am totally with you on that. It's Weei Football Sunday, Gresham. Catholic have got you here for the next three hours. Uh, our guy Fitzy will join us coming up at uh, 1025 where we'll kind of work through some things for the season. Where is it all going? Fitzy's got a unique perspective, as we all know. But <laughs> we've got uh, three games in the books already. We've got three games coming up tomorrow as well as the NFL tries to battle the NBA on Christmas Day. Uh, we'll the second into- college football stops the NFL gets every single day. You know, it's pretty funny because uh, both the NHL and college football are kind of laying out the next couple of days and then picking right back up where they left off. The NHL's back at it. I do believe on Wednesday they're going to take the the weekend and just kind of get out of the way for all the networks because – I know that they've got a partnership with ESPN. Well, ESPN airs every bowl game, I think, on the planet, yeah. for God's sakes. Like, there's a couple of ones that have made their way to Fox, but overall, it feels like ESPN is running every bowl game. Good grief. Yeah, and, and The, uh, e- the, e- the East-West Gasparilla Nissan Sun Bowl presented by, you know, whatever. Every That's single... right, presented by Ken Lair. <laughs> exactly. Uh, will be, uh, exactly, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is, uh, it's a wild world of the, uh, of the bowls out there, but definitely worth watching. And I would say, you know, for those who want to start brushing up on the draft and at least familiarizing yourself with some players, now, again, there's a lot of high-end guys that are just – kind of bailing out of uh, right. of these exhibition games, which is nothing more than what they really are. But there are going to be still some depth guys that are playing in these bowl games. So it is worth it to kind of flip it on and check out the, you know, the, the Sarsaparilla, the Gasparilla, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the Gorilla Bowl, right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking from a Patriots perspective, I think uh, like Caleb Williams, Drake May, those guys already opted out and they're already onto their – well, Drake May already declared. Caleb Williams, he has he isn't playing in the Holiday Bowl that USC was supposed to be in, but there's a chance he still goes back to school. But uh, a guy like Marvin Harris, a junior, uh, coming up, I believe they're in the Orange Bowl because they didn't make the playoff. Uh, but he may play, uh, and he may go back to school too. There were some rumblings about that, but uh, that's that's one to watch for sure at the top of the draft. And then you're right as far as. Uh, just getting yourself familiar with depth guys, second round picks, things like that. So you do, you want to keep an eye on these, uh, these bowl games coming up. And I'm surprised that uh, it, it's even still in doubt with Caleb Williams, but who knows? Maybe he is leaving it open for uh, one more big year. I saw a uh, a tweet 
saying that uh, Arch Manning made $3.2 million in NIL with the University of Texas and Purdy in San Francisco is barely going to make right. nine hundred grand. Yeah, so I'm th- see, that's the thing that I don't fully get is like, yeah, Caleb Williams could go back to USC this year and make, call it $5 million, but if he just goes to the pros and it plays like the quarterback everyone's expecting him to be, you got to go now because you just start your clock for that mega deal that Mahomes and uh, Burrow and Herbert just got. So yeah, the however much money you're going to make this year selling selling cars and being in Wendy's commercials at USC is all well and good, but wouldn't you just want to go to the pros and again start that clock so that you can make that 500 6 million by the time he's there maybe 700 million approaching Shohei Otani levels once once you can get there? Yeah, I don't I don't know if if the NFL's ever going to become crazy like those uh, Otani numbers. Right. However, um I understand the perspective, and look, I, I think for somebody like Caleb Williams, it's tough because, you know, can he hear someone uh, calling his baby ugly? You know, can he deal with some of the things right. that? And you know, this like they're gonna now they're really gonna start picking through this kid. Yep. And it was nice, and it was flashy, and he won the Heisman. And in a lot of ways, Caleb Williams was kind of the uh, the example of the beginning of the NIL era. You right. know, he ends up going to USC. The kid from Pitt ends up leaving after winning the Bolitnikoff Award when Kenny Pickett was there. He ends up going to USC. They kind of started this whole thing in a way. Yeah. And I just wonder if for Caleb Williams, you know, I've heard there's an $8 million offer for him to stay at USC and play at a really high level. And I don't know how much the draft stock would, would go down. But I, I'm I'm kind of with you. Is that if you if you think short, you know, do you have confidence to think of yourself well in in right. in long term, or are you going to be like, well, you know, Trey, Trey Lance wasn't ready. Maybe I'm not. Ready. <laughs> yeah, right. Something Make like this that. money now because you're right. I I can't I can't stand someone calling my baby ugly. So maybe I'm not going to pan out like I'm supposed to. But if you have again, if you have the confidence yourself, and he's supposed to be this guy, then get in the league and start the clock. That's my that's my thing. Yeah, and and who ends up with the number one pick? You know, right. like does he look at it and that's say, true. I don't want to go to Chicago or I don't want to go to Arizona or hey, maybe I would go to New England if Belichick's there or if he isn't. You know, that's the thing about Caleb Williams is we don't know if he's going to try to pull like an Eli Manning or something like that. And uh, could the top of the draft order end up affecting his uh, want to come out? We've had three games in the books already on Thursday night. It was the Rams beating the Saints 33-20 to in a game where the score uh, really didn't indicate how far apart these two teams were on that particular day. No. Rams are now 8-7. and seven. The Saints are 7-8. and eight. Now, here's the thing. There were years when Sean Payton was there where they would be an eight or a nine win team and no one blinked. Now that it's Dennis Allen, Cadillac, right. what do you think they're thinking in New Orleans? I mean, they also just paid Derek Carr a buku amount of cash too, just this offseason. They traded for him, and then I think they either signed him to extension or he's making a ton of money, let's put it that way. Dennis Allen's probably on the hot seat. Um I just I feel like ever since Peyton and Breeze left, the Saints have just kind of been, you know, stuck in NOLA and they haven't really, you know, amounted to much. Like, I, I, I don't see there, there's no buzz around that team. They're seven and eight. They're kind of fighting for the playoffs, but they needed that win on Thursday and they didn't get it. So, um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they moved on from a guy like Dennis Allen, who he was there with them when Peyton left. Like, they kind of just promoted him from defensive coordinator. He's good at calling defenses, but. He hasn't really been able to stick on as a head coach anywhere. So, I mean, I'm not huge on the on the Saints, but the team that beat them on Thursday in the Rams is a team that I am pretty high on. I mean, they started the season slow, but they have Stafford. Obviously, 
Puka Nakua as a, as a rookie wide receiver has been awesome. Um, they have a young running back in Kyron Williams. Their defense plays well, one of the better players in Donald. So um, looking at that game in general and just how how great the Rams played, if they get in the postseason like they're probably going to be and hit it in stride, they would be a scary team in the NFC. As for New Orleans, I, I don't really – I can't talk about New Orleans enough because I don't really care about them, and I feel like they're just right. a team that's kind of stuck in the NFC, and they need to make a change whether it's a quarterback or coach before they become relevant again. Well, I, I, I know someone on that staff down there was one of my former college teammates. Oh, that's right, and, right. Uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that Darren Rizzi ends up getting an opportunity. He's the special or, teams guy, right? That's And special yeah. teams coaches are now getting more and more respect in the NFL because they have to work with everybody on the roster. Right. And, uh, like, if not, I know there there's probably a guy in the uh, Mile High City that would hire him in about 12 seconds. And, uh, you know, my man Riz would have to he, – he's like Fourier, and he's got like six kids or something oh boy. like that. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Pack uh, him yes. up. We're going to That's right. Pack him up. Here we go. Uh, at uh, 4.30, the uh, Steelers uh, took on the Bengals yesterday. Steelers ended up blowing doors 34-11. to 11. I know Fourier was all over Jake Browning. I think so that, I. Uh, that, that, that bubble burst real quick. I saw but, TikTok scratch comparing Jake Browning to Tom Brady this week. Come on. They were they there was this there was this video, it went viral and it was okay, Joe Burrow is like Drew Bledsoe. He just got paid a ton of money. He gets hurt and the young undrafted six round pick comes in and wins a couple games. What if Jake Browning wins the Super Bowl? What do the Bengals do? And then he gets his his stuff pushed in on national television last night against the Steelers. I'm done with Jake Browning. I was high on him, but you're right. It, it, he's toast now. Yeah, and uh, George Pickens uh, balled out for the Steelers and, and played the way he can, but you don't know which day of the week the guy is going to show up or not. But the Steelers effectively ended the Bengals' chances to go to the postseason. Uh, the Steelers are still kind of in it at 8-7, and seven, but they need some help along the way. And then it was a big one for the Bills last night. It was, I mean, it was bowling shoe ugly for the Bills. Yeah. But they found a way to get a win 24-22 to 22 over the Chargers. So the Bills at 9-6 and six have kind of taken a step forward. And with the way that uh, Steelers-Bengals game went, that was really the best thing for the Bills, pushing the Steelers and Bengals down towards that you know 15% right. chance of maybe going to the playoffs. And the Bills are looking pretty good with two weeks to go. Yeah, the Bills look back. Um, ever since they got rid of Ken Dorsey and gave Joe Brady the keys to the offense, Josh Allen looks like the, the MVP caliber player he was a few seasons ago. Uh, even yesterday, not even Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis was their leading receiver. He had a couple. He had a long touchdown like he's done in the past. So, yeah, they they look good. That's a team, again, kind of like the Rams and the NFC, that they get in as a wild card, and you do, you do not want to face them, whether you're home or on the road. Well, it'll be uh, interesting chatter today. We've got you here on WEI Football Sunday. Our guy Fitzy will join us next just to kind of break everything down, sort of talk about the season, put some things to bed. There is no Six Rings post-game show today, so uh, we're able to uh, grab Fitzy and Hart. Hart's going to be all eggnogged out. You can't have him on the radio waves tonight. Oh, it's too early yet. It's too <laughs> early. He, he he told me on Friday that he still had shopping to do and is way behind and all that. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he's not, uh, he's not hammered by 1130. <laughs> On, uh, on Christmas Eve. So we'll talk to Fitzy next. Right now, it's time to... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can... Can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Trend. Now, more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. And you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not bow. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Ho, ho, ho. 1026 on WEEI Football Sunday. The Patriots and the Broncos will play a game at 8 o'clock tonight. It's Gresh. It's Cadillac here on WEEI Football Sunday. And, well, there is no Six Rings postgame show, so what better time to tap into our friend from the uh, Six Rings podcast, Breaking Boston, the Six Rings postgame show. He is also an Emmy winner under another name as well. Our buddy Nick Fitzy Stevens is with us. Fitzy, Fitzy good Claus. morning. Fitzy Claus. Baby. Oh, boys, I got to tell you, talking football with you guys 10 and a half hours in advance of a thoroughly <laughs> meaningless game, a mile high in the sky. It's kind of like the Jelly of the Month Club. It's just the gift that keeps on giving all year long. <laughs> so, Fitzy, how will things work in the uh, Fitzy Fitz Stevens Gerald house today on Christmas Eve? Gerald no, the old Fitzateria. I mean, the old Fitzateria today, Gresh, is just going to be full of mirth, merriment, flowing suds, snacks. And then later on tonight, the in-laws will come over and we'll sit down to a nice table of warm roasted judgment, which I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I was thinking of it this way, guys. Like, uh, Hart and I were talking about on the podcast last week, like trying to find a way to position not only just consuming this game without having to feel like you are obliged to do so, and of course we do, and we'll end up breaking it down in full when we fill in for you, Gresh, on the midday program with an extended Six Rings postgame show on December 26th. Ooh. Hashtag don't miss it. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of it this way. You know, like uh, you, your favorite holiday album that you leave on in the background while you're cooking, shopping, or begrudgingly rapping, or... Um, the Yule Log channel that every cable provider will allow you to access to just throw on the TV and you have it on as visual white noise in the background. Well, that's what tonight's football game is going to be. It's going to be visual background noise for most people at their Christmas Eve get togethers, wrap uh, Santa decorations, etc. So it's going to kind of be there. And I bet actually it'll be on in more households in New England than a game between a seven and seven and three and eleven team should be. So Fitzy, now I'm curious. You, you're the opt. I came into this this radio station website uh, f- uh, thing of fun that we have media here. Media giant, w- we yes, prefer, Mister Cadlick. This, Mr. Cadillac, this but media conglomerate of fun that is that is W E E I. it's it's Chuck E. Cheese minus the animatronics, 100. <laughs> percent So I would don't go looking at what's at the bottom of the ball pit, Mike. I came in and everybody thought I was the optimist, and I've sort of become pessimistic about this team over the course of this lovely three and eleven season. Mm-hmm. But you know, you were you were king optimism at first, and so you talk about white noise background, uh, you log channel with this game, but. 
How do you make it fun? Like, what do you look at? What are you looking at in this game? Whether it's a storyline in the game, whether it's an eggnog drinking game every time Zeke, you know, does the feed Zeke type thing. Like, how how do you make it fun and how do I make it fun tonight when I'm trying to break this thing down? Drugs, Danny. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Next I question. Mean, yeah, nice, I mean, no, uh, honestly, OG no, it, yeah. no, fair enough. Like, we, I think we all can agree that we have sailed well past the. All right, let's watch these games to see who the real building blocks right. of the Foxborough football future in 2024 are going to be. We know there's a couple of guys we would love to see extended. Whether it's Kyle Duggar, who is, uh, who we're getting stories now that he wants to test free agency. I'm not sure if that means I want to get my market's worth. Um, like the safety who left the uh, Bengals and went to Atlanta, or if he's looking to just maybe get out of here because it's a bit of a dysfunctional situation for him. I I don't know. I mean, you know, you got so many guys. How many guys have they already ruled out? Like 11, 12 different guys aren't going to play tonight. Uh, it may very well be, uh, I think Hart and I described it as, uh, Andy was describing it. He'll elaborate further next hour so long as, so long as he's not nogging his words up, um, he's already asleep. <laughs> he probably he's probably actually already had enough that he's going to take a nap and wake up and then do the boot and rally <laughs> with you guys. And we don't judge. We don't judge. What time is it? Exactly. This may very well end up being Mike a business decision oriented kind of game where it's like, all right, we'll go out and we'll try. You know, Zappy Hour is really now Zappy Half Hour because you get a good half out of him and that's yep. about it. But otherwise, it's a five hour flight home. You want to get back for Christmas. You're playing for pride and a paycheck most of all. Uh, you know, there's guys that are going to ball out the entire way, like the Jelani Tavais who we had on the radio the other day, and what a great chat he is. But I, I don't know. I just I keep trying to figure out, like, who am I looking for to provide some excitement? Like, who's going to – maybe you know what? How about this, guys? Maybe tonight they break the schneid of not having a running back or a wide receiver – go for 100 yards in a game this season. Like, that is such an inglorious stat. I really, really hope they can get off that schneid at some point this year. You know, maybe it's a uh, a you know a blown coverage 70-yarder to Tyquan Thornton, provided he catches it, which, is, of course, would be a Or is actually game. on the field. Oh, well, yeah. Or, yeah is, that, or, yeah. or is on the field. My God. All that stuff is very important to that statement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, don't, <right. laughs> you don't think of it at the time. And then so many like, oh, caveats wait, for a 2022 yeah, second-round yeah, pick. Yeah, right. Oh, he's got to get on the field, and then he's got to run, and then he's got to catch it, <laughs> and then he's got to score. It's like, oh, my God. It's asking you know, a lot, Crash. It really it, is. This it time. is. It, it, it's kind of like when you're uh, – now, again, I got older kids, so it's like you got to – oh, my God, you, you folded your laundry. Yay. <laughs> That's what it kind of feels like. With a Taekwon Thornton, our guy uh, Nick Fitzy Stevens of the Six Rings Post Game Show, Six Rings Podcast, uh, star of uh, television and radio and fame everywhere. Uh, he is with us. And of course, uh, this preview is brought to you by Cars for Kids. You can donate your cars, your boats, your airplanes, your real estate today. Go to carsforkids.org uh, or 877 Cars for Kids. So, Fitzy, yeah. who has let the New England Patriots down more this season, Bill Belichick or Mac Jones? Uh, Bill Belichick did his letting down earlier in the year vis-a-vis the decisions that he and Matt Groh and all of the player personnel folks made putting this team or the lack of talent squad that they put this suicide squad on the field. Mm -hmm. So Belichick, I feel like, I feel like Belichick has done a better job than the record and the effort put forth is going to allow for him to get credit for this season. Yes, there are those that will be uh, dubious 
in that assessment because of the way he kind of uh, tucked tail and ran at the end of the game against Kansas City, not going for it, just absolutely lighting the surrender index up like the Griswold family Christmas tree. It wasn't my favorite coaching job by Belichick by any stretch. But I'd have to say Mac Jones, mostly just because, look, you're a starter in the NFL, and you know, you know, sometimes you have to just you you got to play the game. Yeah, you got to play like the. Uh, I always like to draw a lot of analogies back to you know beer, Star Wars, and cooking shows. And sometimes they give you the box on the show Chopped on the Food Network, and those are the ingredients inside of it. And you got to make the best <laughs> damn meal you possibly can. And somehow Mac Jones made a cake wreck in a kitchen fire on a regular basis, no matter what. The ingredients were provided, Gresh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick does come back next year as at least HC of the NEP, if there isn't a sort of like group think, well, it was mostly Mac's fault last year. I would not be yes. surprised if he's the fall guy. I could totally see that. Um, look, if he makes five throws or a throw or two are caught, this is a very different season, but that really is the narrative of the season. And mm -hmm. it was really that Germany game. Like, that is the one with Gasecki running wide open that for a guy like Mac, he's never going to be able to uh, – he's never going to be able to maybe live down around That might here. have been the worst throw the NFL's ever seen. No, that's, that's – uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's he, up might there. Have, he might have had – he might have done better throwing it left-handed, and I'm the biggest Mac guy going for crying out loud. Yep. Uh, and how do you think, uh, Fitzy, the, these next three games tie into the offseason kind of if at all? Are we just at the point to where – if you're a player, don't get hurt. Don't be stupid. Go out and play the best you can. Get through the next three weeks unscathed. Is it really for the players just about getting to the end and then we all wrap ourselves in the discussion come January 8th of, okay, what is RKK going to do? Yeah, I can't imagine now that there's anyone else on this roster because what have they made, 20 21 quarterback transactions at this yeah. point yeah I mean, we're approaching that at least it's yeah. gresh honestly they've made more quarterback transactions this year than there are f-bombs in one of your awaken 180 reads i mean oh, it's very <laughs> nice friend very nice trying to tie everything together when you lost money God. bringing the whole family together right now uh <laughs> you know they just it's been it's been so weird with the quarterback roulette and all the different receivers and the odd combinations of uh offensive lines i mean you know one of the things that people often forget, and I like to remind them, is that in the last Super Bowl run, oh, my God, doesn't that seem but decades ago, just five years ago, that one of the hallmarks of that team, when McDaniels and Belichick decided to pivot to the power running game with the complimentary play action passing of Brady with Edelman Gronk and Philip Dorsett, who caught all the touchdowns in the postseason, is that they had line continuity. The same five hosses, the same five hogs, started every regular season game and every postseason game. They had the same damn line, and they played their asses off, and now we've got a completely different version of Trenton Brown. Uh, you have no idea who's going to play left tackle half the time anyway. Guards are in, guards are out, guards are all over the place. You've Cole Strange down for the year. Uh, is it going to be a good Mike Onwenu game, a bad Mike Onwenu game? It's just a complete mystery to me, which is kind of part of the fun of watching it, but usually by late in the third quarter, it's less fun to watch. So I think I think at this point now, you're not going to discover much more about any of the players going forward, and decisions have probably been made should the same coaching staff and executive regime return as to 
who they want to keep hold of, who they want to sign, and who they are just going to cast off like a big old uh, Ziploc bag full of wrapping paper tomorrow morning. All right, so back to the quarterback quickly. Um, you mentioned next year and not focusing on this year, so I want to get in the mind of one Nick Fitzy Stevens. Oh, you better be careful. It is a terrifying place. <laughs> we are on radio, remember. There are regulations here. Oh, there's nothing but there's empty beer cans, raccoons, cheese balls, everything you need up there. So, and then some. All right, so going into next season, regardless of who the head coach is going to be, regardless right. of who uh, the, the front office is going to be, mm-hmm. who do you want to see top five from five to one? Who do you want to see be the quarterback next season for the Patriots? Um. Wow. Okay. Does Five that does one. that is big math I, here? I, on a reverse power know. ranking. Wow, you're yeah. lucky. I didn't. Yeah, uh, wow. Hit the, hit the, the Sunday celebration sauce yet, Cadillac. Z Y X W V U T. Okay. Curtis um, will be stealing that idea come uh, next Monday. I'll tell you. <laughs> Bill, who are the five best quarterback <laughs> options you could possibly? Not encounter. Not discounting Brian Hoyer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like wh- Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Um, I'll go with I'm gonna go with five Zappy only as a courtesy and Gross. for continuity's sake, just because wow. I have a feeling that if there is, I don't think there's gonna be a complete quarterback room flush. So I'll put Zappy there at five for continuity's sake. Um, then I'll give you I'll go Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, and Tom Brady. Right. Oh, very good. Yes. I Why like wouldn't that. Tom Brady be good number answer. one? I don't care at any age on any Patriots fan. And he could go 0-17 next year. It's fine. Guys, the singular, the singular highlight of this friggin' football season was when Tom Brady came out at halftime mm-hmm. of the opening yep. week game against the Eagles in a jersey that was easily four sizes too small. I've watched him. that clip like 4,500 times since that Are happened. you, Mike, I mean, the instant, like, if they ever run out of the little blue pills at Walgreens and CVS, <laughs> all they have to do to get guys to go 6 to midnight in Patriots Nation is show the clip <laughs> of Brady running out in the field one last time saying, let's go. I mean, that was it. That was the highlight. And of So course, you put Zappy over Drake May on your list, just saying. Uh, I, I, you know... Drake May's fine. I'd put Zappy on there mostly as a courtesy. You could you could realistically substitute Drake May for Bailey Zappy. I'm I don't know why. Like it's isn't it weird how you know what it is, Gresh? It's like one of those like they're not Rorschach tests, but when like I think there was a big one years ago on the internet sensation, it was like, What color is this dress? And some people saw a white dress and some people saw a red dress. Like a Laurel Uh, and Yanni thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those weird tests, uh, some people see certain yep. patterns. They see uh, a shape emerging from it. Other people don't give an F. Um, for me, for me, <laughs> like I see Caleb Williams, and yes, I understand he's an odd bird, paints the nails. His agent wanted ownership, crying in his mom's lap in the stands. Those are all Tom question Brady's marks. Question mark? Yeah, cre- question marks that uh, draw comparisons to the Adam Morrison's and other people that had odd meltdowns on the floor, oh. and you wonder exactly what his mental stability uh, in his in-game psyche is all about but I see talent there that would just be so fun if someone is able to properly grow mature and help it develop to the professional football level I see Drake May and I see like a slightly more upright you know combo Trubisky Howell a little Herbert in him as well like he looks good but I see higher ceiling with obviously a lower floor with Caleb Williams and a higher floor but a lower ceiling with Drake May which is Maybe why we should all just split the diff and land in the middle on Jaden Daniels and just hope that maybe uh, he can bring some of that crazy Death Valley talent to the professional field on many given Sundays to come. 
Ooh, well said, Fitzy. Uh, I uh, I have one last thing for you, and that is if on January the eighth, on that Monday morning, right? Bla- uh, the, uh, black 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 Monday morning, getting ready for the Rich Keep right. show that night. And at if at six thirty in the morning, your phone rings and it says Robert Kraft, and you pick it up, and on the other end, he says, Fitzy. Your comedy is great in the red seats. I've come to trust your football acumen. We love you on the Jumbotron, Mr. Fitzgerald. What what should I do today? What would you tell him, Fitzy? Just, oh, Gresh, I don't want to go full Jimmy Dean and Rebel Without a Cause, but you are tearing me apart. I, uh, that's right. Um, what would I do? Big Bob is at that point. At that, that point, um, <laughs> unless Mr. K- Mr. K, Mr. K, um, thank you so much for the lower right corners over the last six years. Uh, <laughs> it is. It has been a distinct play. Hey, you know what? You know they say the judgment has been lacking in Foxborough for some time. Hell, they let me ride a. Ju- they let me ride a duck boat, Cadillac, for God's sake. Um, I I'd say, if you don't want to, if you, sir, if you don't want to break up the family because you're too fearful over the backlash of what happened years ago with Brady and you think Bill's got one or two more in him that so long as you so long as you promise me he's not the one picking the groceries but helping plan the dinner go ahead wow and there it is Fitzy this has been a uh, an S pile of fun friend uh, it's good that you have an evening off and don't have to try to break down at uh, the stroke of midnight when Santa's flying around having to break down why Bailey Zappi can only play Fitzy, I'll give you a Corona. Call. I'll give you a Corona light filled call tonight, and we'll still do our. Uh, I, I, I want that. I still do our debrief after the game. A, cor- <laughs> a Corona light on Christmas. Yeah. My God, Catholic, we've got work to do. Find your beach, baby. Good. Hey, grief. have the holly jolliest, the very merriest, and enjoy the game. To enjoy the Ulog Channel tonight uh, at in, in Power Field, a mile high in the sky, boys. Take Who care the of game? you and yours. Enjoy. What's that? Who wins the game before we let oh, you go? Oh, come oh. On. <laughs> uh, the Broncos, the Broncos win this one going away. Right. But I will say this: if you hear if you hear a noise that sounds like the joys and the squeals of Christmas morning with young children all over Pat's Nation and beyond getting what they want, that's me hitting my Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, and Kevin Harris Love anytime three person same game touchdown yes! parlay on FanDuel. I'm Let's, go! Let's go! That that Kevin Harris was at I think that Kevin Harris number was like plus eighteen hundred for an anytime touchdown at one point. Yeah, I, I put I put them all together. Five dollars on that would pay for the entire Christmas. So let's go, boys. Daddy's oh, got some. Baby. Go. I, I, come on, I need somebody who hit a big one with me up there uh, for the uh, you know to be the guys at EEI who could be like, look, we know gambling just because there isn't a show about it for God's sakes. <laughs> look at what we're doing, pulling in real dough. Fitzy, you're the best, buddy. Thank you. Have a great holiday. Gresh, Cadillac, Nico, everybody, have a great Christmas. We'll talk to you on the 26th. Go, Pats. Thanks, Fitzy. There we go. Our guy, uh, Nick Fitzy Stevens, he is a part of the Six Rings postgame show. No Six Rings today. So uh, we get to have a little fun with Fitzy. Uh, Coming up, we'll give you the uh, very latest news around the NFL. Uh, No more Coach Wiggins keys because, well, unfortunately, no more uh, Coach Wiggins here on this uh, Sunday We can touch on that and give you the very latest in the NFL next on WEEI Football Sunday. Now more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. 
850 on WEEI Football Sunday. Tom Curran joins us at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock. And a couple of uh, interesting news notes and nuggets around the uh, league here, Cadillac. One of them is with Jim Harbaugh. Now, uh, we know that Jim Harbaugh is the head football coach at uh, the University of Michigan, uh, making big bucks there in the uh, $11 million club when it comes to uh, highest paid coaches in college football. So according to uh, Ian Rappaport on NFL.com, sources say Harbaugh, his current deal runs through 2026, has received an offer from Michigan for a, are we ready for this? A 10-year, $125 million contract extension that would uh, continue to make him one of the highest paid coaches in college football. There is a caveat. If the deal, if he signed the deal, Harbaugh would agree to not entertain Mm. or accept an NFL job for the 2024 season, the NFL clause would be for one season only. Oh, wow. Okay. But that's apparently uh, being enough to drag out the process. Yeah. What are, your, what are your thoughts on this? He always has his hat in the ring in some jobs. I'm pretty sure he interviewed for a few last year. Didn't he interview for Denver? And uh, I want to Minnesota say, was the one yes, that Minnesota. brought him back in. I think it was. Yeah, before they went with uh, Kevin O'Connell. And I think, if I'm not mistaken... Harbaugh might have even flirted with them in terms of a, a Belichick-type role before they went and hired a general manager who then turned around and hired Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, so he's always looking to kind of move and have his next you know, couple steps played out. I think I think he likes the not so much the attention, but having the, the ability to always kind of be wanted and be in NFL circles. And so um, it's interesting, obviously, like you said, that he hasn't yet signed the deal, and it's because he, he wants to entertain an, an, another NFL job, which... I don't necessarily blame him, I'm, and I know he has. He was a Michigan alumni, and he has it made up there, and they've obviously, they're in the playoff again, and they've been awesome since he took over that gig. But he also, you know, in his time in San Francisco, and I look at, you know, I think he was tied to the Chargers job maybe, um, yes. and not that not that Herbert is anything like Alex Smith was when, when Alex Smith was in San Francisco before Harbaugh got there because Alex Smith was basically a bust. But then Jim Harbaugh went there, and he turned him into a, a Super Bowl a Super Bowl potential quarterback. Like he played really well. He turned his career around. Um, so if 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 LA is coming calling and Jim Harbaugh wants to go there, I think that's the perfect fit. I know you. I don't know exactly where you stand on Justin Herbert. I know you kind of gave him some flack when they were playing against him up here in uh, yeah. in New England. But look, if you pair Jim Harbaugh with him, an offensive coach, um, I think that would be a great hire for a team like LA. So. Uh, Harbaugh is going to make the move again eventually. You can just kind of there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tea leaves and sort of crumbs that have been dropped over the last couple of years. But it is interesting that they do have that on the table, and it, it's kind of interesting too that they uh, they they like you said you put in that caveat where he can't take a job, but it's only for 2024. How about Michigan still wanting to be in the Jim Harbaugh business? I mean, that's the other part of it yeah. too is that there's been such a song and dance, and that that athletic director up there in Michigan, Ward Emanuel. He was at UConn uh, when I first got to working out in Hartford for a little bit. So uh, Ward is one of those guys where uh, normally he doesn't kind of deal with, you know, a lot of the BS. Right. But I but I guess when you have someone as big a name as Harbaugh, who is massive in the Michigan community, and, you know, let's be real, uh, there was a period of time where it was like, oh, is he ever going to break through? Is he ever going to break through? 
This is Michigan's best chance to win a national title going all the way back to the show. And that's why, exactly, and that's why they deal with the quote-unquote baggage that you talk about, the the sign-stealing thing this year. But really, other than that, I mean, once they got through that, uh, once honestly, once Urban Meyer left Ohio State and he could kind of break through that glass ceiling and start beating the Buckeyes, make a couple playoff appearances, if they win it this year, they should deal with him forever and make him a lifetime coach at Michigan because, again, he he brings in guys. He's a good recruiter. They've been awesome. So they should, I mean, they should deal with the baggage and they should do everything they can to keep him up there. And there is one thing to remember that now that the NFL has altered their rules on hiring coaches who are a part of the playoff structure, that that's kind of been pushed back yeah. a little bit. If you're the Chargers or someone that wants Jim Harbaugh, you are restricted by none of those kind exactly. of rules. Yep. You can go interview a couple of people, then you go get Harbaugh. You can be the first team to hire a new coach for 2024 and give Harbaugh the ability to pull from all of those assistant coaches that are going to be out there. If you were the Much- Chargers, would you rather Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? Um, that's a hell of a question. I, I, if I'm the Chargers, I'll probably lean towards the well. It's going to cost me 25 million right. a year in draft picks for uh for Bill, whereas I can just go stroke a check to Harbaugh and have the guy come here. I'm with you. So my first thought's probably Harbaugh, but if he says no or you know it ain't going to work out, then the next thing is okay. We got to go into the high roller room and get involved in this uh, kind of Belichick sweepstakes. Right. I I, uh, I would agree. Among the things for us to discuss here on WEEI Football Sunday, it's Gresham Cadlick here with you. A big 11 o'clock hour. Andy Hart will join us at 1125. We'll get you the early inactives as well. We know guys like C.J. Stroud are not playing for the Texans today in uh, what should be another round of your fantasy playoffs. We'll unpack all that. But Tom E. Curran joins us next on WEEI Football Sunday. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 